Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy, Justin Baxley. Justin, how's it going, my man? Going good, man. Uh, busy week. Busy with work. And, oof, I missed that sound. There's that can pot. What are we drinking on tonight? This, folks, you probably noticed, I hope you noticed, that we didn't record last week. And part of the reason was it was fall break around here, and I took my two oldest kids to, with my wife, we took our two oldest kids down to Florida to Justin's Stomping Grounds. <laughs> uh, you still got that membership or that those passes down at Universal? Uh, I think we ended up getting rid of them because, like, when I want to go, I, like, my work just really won't allow for me to go. Right. So yeah. it so we just didn't out. make sense for us to keep them and only go once a year. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, I picked up this Florida Orange IPA. Ooh. It is by what brewery? I can't find it right now. It is by Three Daughters Brewery, which is hmm. uh, it's down in Florida in St. Petersburg. Yeah. Um, it's good. You wouldn't like it because it, it is heavy on the orange, but it is also heavy on the IPA. But I've been saving this one yeah. just to drink on the podcast. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I've been down to St. Pete, actually. So that's another stopping ground. Um, so, so obviously I got to ask, you know, how was the – how was the trip down? Um, obviously, the, I'm, I'm assuming the boys loved it. The boys did love it. And, like, don't get me wrong. I love my younger kids. They're great. Well, my little girl, she's three. When she runs to the door, you know, to greet me or she's gotten to where she doesn't want me to leave in the morning without giving her a hug and a kiss. Like, I love it. My four-year-old, he's so full of energy. He's so excitable. He, he He's in that phase where, like, he just loves everything, you know? Uh-huh. But, like, traveling without them was kind of nice. Yeah. Because the big, the two bigger boys, they don't yell. You know, they, you don't have to deal with the, do we need a nap? Are we taking a nap? Are we skipping a nap? What happens if we skip a nap? Like, it was, it was just good. It was nice, you know, to travel and, and when they need to go to the bathroom, you know, you can say, hey, we're, you know, we're probably 15 minutes from lunch. Let's just wait until lunch. And you don't have to worry about one of them being in the seat because they're right. eight and, one of them's eight, and the other one turns 11 tomorrow. That's actually why, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be today, because I doubt I will get this edited in and out uh, before uh, the 20th is here. But he, he he turns 11, and that's part of the reason why we went down there. You know, Harry Potter world is at Universal, and uh, 11th birthday is when you get your Hogwarts letter. So we uh, we took him we took him down there. They just had a great time. You know, yeah. they, they enjoyed the rides. Um, they enjoyed the food they enjoyed going in the stores and buying stuff um yeah it was cool he he uh it's it's cool seeing the you know your kid's different personality uh my oldest because we were enough of our family and friends knew that he was going down there for his birthday a lot of what he got for his we we already had a, a party for him and our daughter combined a lot of what he got was money for universal and right of course, his brother didn't have a lot of money for Universal because it's not his birthday. But he like gave his brother some of his money so that Judah could get some stuff too while they were down that's, there. So that's that's man, that's phenomenal. I love that. So kudos, to, kudos to Ray. I know I would not have done that with my little sister. No, so no, no. Uh, that would have been a struggle for me. Um, it would have been a struggle. I just wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, that's probably fair. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. There were times where I would, I would definitely give up stuff for, for my sister. My sister was not that way. She h- hardcore, like 
I, I mean, I could be about to go hungry at school. She wasn't giving up that $5 in her wallet. Like, that wasn't happening. Uh, I love her to death, but that wasn't happening. Um, right. But, no, I love that. I mean, that's 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 awesome. I'm glad you guys got to go do that. And I definitely understand the, you know, we, we've taken Jalen, I think, every time that we've gone down there. Um, and we really waited until he kind of hit that age where, like, like you're saying, like, he's not – I mean, he's still kind of loud and rambunctious, but it's not to the level of like when we turn around and tell him, like, "Hey, inside voice, let's let's keep it down." He doesn't immediately. We don't really have to deal with it. Versus like Jace, Jace would look at us and go, "No, you're not my best friend. I'm not listening to you." Uh, <laughs> you know, like I called he I called him the other night on the phone. I was like, "Hey, buddy," I was like, "How you doing?" He goes, "No, you're not my best friend. I'm not talking to you." I'm like, all right, well, I, I tried. Hey, Jalen, how are you? Hey, Bubba. So just, yeah, I mean, there's that in-between age where, like, and I think that Universal can be too overwhelming for, some, like, a kid that small. Uh, well, that was the other thing. Judah, the eight-year-old, he is just tall enough that he was able to ride pretty much everything that we wanted them to ride. Uh, I did not get them on the Velocicoaster, thankfully. I don't. He might not have been tall enough, but everything we tried to ride, he was tall enough for, and that would not have been true for right. either of the younger kids. So they would have just been doing a lot of walking. See, Jalen for- at five, Jalen's tall for his age group, and so he was in that exact same thing as Judah, where, like, he was, like, I think everything's, like, 36 or 38 inches or whatever, and he's literally, like, 38 and a half. Like, it's right there. Like, whatever it is, he's within a half an inch of, like, being too short. And the only thing he couldn't ride was, like, Hulk and Velocicoaster. Everything else, he was good to go. Uh, and he'd have been in a fetal position on the floor after a, either of those anyway. Correct. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he wanted to – he told he told us when uh, when uh, Alex went on the on the Hulk, our, my stepdad, and he goes – he started crying because he wanted to go with him. And it was the first ride he didn't get to go with, and he didn't understand it. And he's like, I want to tear it down. He's like, it took my Getty. Getty is gone now. Getty's gone forever. He's on that Hulk. He'll never come back. Uh, and I want to tear it down. So that was the one like emotional time down there was when he thought the Hulk ate, ate Getty is what he calls him. So that was pretty funny. Um, so I, well, I ask, thought Velocicoaster had eaten me. So there's that. <laughs> so I got to ask, what was your, what was, what was the favorite rides from the group down there? So my favorite was Velocicoaster. Yeah. Um, it just, it's so incredible. Uh, it's, it, and, and this isn't a roller coaster podcast, but I, I'll say that like you have that period when you first ride like a real roller coaster. For me, it was when I was like 11 or 12 where you're like, if, if, it, if that's your thing, where you have that moment where you're like, I want to do this every day forever. Mm-hmm. Like you ride a roller coaster. And you're like, this is the coolest thing. Nothing else in life is like this. There's nowhere else where you can just pay $45 or whatever it costs to go to six flags at the time back in the late nineties and probably 20 bucks at the time, but there's nowhere else where you can get that feeling that cheap all day. This is incredible. And then you ride a bunch of rides, you ride a bunch of roller coasters. They're still cool. But, like, you start to get used to it. And the Velocicoaster was, like, that feeling of, holy crap, I, in my life, I never feel this way. You know, you, you can't drive that fast, on the, even on the interstate. They won't let you. Um, or if you do, your head's not hanging out the whole time. It's just, 
it was just an incredible experience. So I love the Velocicoaster. My wife, uh, she loves the Mummy, but she also loves all the um, all the Harry Potter rides. Yep. Um, my, my boys were big on the the uh, Forbidden Journey, I think is what it's called, the, mm-hmm. the Harry Potter ride that's up in Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my boys love that one, but they also love Transformers. They were big on the Transformers Jay- ride. Jalen Jalen was a big Transformers person. I enjoyed Spider Man. Spider Man. I I don't know if you rode this one because it's kind of underrated and it's kind of one that like nobody wants to ride on for some reason. Gets a bad rap because I think they've it used to be an, a different ride and they've reskinned it to be the Jimmy Fallon ride. And to me, I've never ridden that. That was fun because it's it's kind of like some of the other ones, but you like race through New York, and it like shoots you up to the the moon, and you get to see like all these really. It it just it it's similar. I don't know if you've ridden the um. There's a Star Wars thing over at Universal, uh, not Universal, but at uh, Hollywood Studios at Disney. And you're just in this little pod and you kind of like, it kind of rocks back and forth and it goes up and down. And like, it feels like you're in a, a, like one of the T fighters or whatever. And you're going through star Wars. It's very similar to that. And so, I mean, it's very underrated. Um, and I enjoy the, like, I think it's fun. It's quirky. Um, and it really is like, it takes you kind of by surprise. Speaking of surprises, Jeremy, Segway. The arc for Emily in this season of Survivor has been nothing short of surprising. Yeah. It obviously started, I guess, in episode two. We saw her and Caleb connect. And Caleb really taught her, I think, a lot about herself that she maybe didn't even realize that she was doing. So, like, in her everyday life, her friends probably do not call her out on it because they're close enough to her they've gotten used to it. It's something they, they it's the same thing, like, for me. Like, I'm sure there are things that about me that would annoy the normal person, but, like, you have gotten used to that. Like, and what you're, whoa, 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 you just said it would annoy the normal person, but you're used to it. So, what? am I not a normal person? Is that what you, you're saying? No, because you've gotten used to me. Like, you are no longer just, like, the average person that I come in contact with. You're someone that has gotten used to what my quirks are. The things that may annoy somebody who's just meeting me for the first time, you've gotten used to them. You know how to handle them, and you navigate around them. Like, my passion for fantasy football would annoy the normal person. Or you just make fun of you for it, because that's what I do. Or you make fun of me for it, and we get along. And and I I don't navigate around it. I just... Yeah, you 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 pick at me about it, which is fine. But a stranger is not going to pick at me for it. They're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, this guy, get a load of that guy." And I think that's what Emily experienced on Survivor for the first couple days. Is like, get a load of this lady. Like she's kind of abrasive, and she's just too in your face about these things. And like, I don't want to be around her. I think Caleb... and, and Survivor has been called a social experiment, and and that's an important distinction that you're making, because in real life, especially as adults, we don't get the option to vote somebody out of our office because they're annoying. Right. You know, <laughs> like we can get rid of somebody if they're like a bad worker or a bad 
employee or they do something wrong or they're actually a mean person. You can, but if somebody's just a little bit annoying and a little bit abrasive, you just have to deal with it. Right. Um, on Survivor, not only can you vote somebody off, but you're required to vote somebody off. And so frequently, somebody like Emily, who's abrasive, becomes the easy early vote because it, it, it ser- it's, it's an action that serves multiple masters. Not only do you satiate the, the game's need for you to vote somebody off, but you, you get to do something you don't get to do in real life of, hey, I just met this new coworker. I don't like them. I'd like for them to get fired. In the real world, we go, uh, we they're not going to fire them in the first two days because they're annoying. On Survivor, you can. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It is. And so, like, we saw that in episode two where Caleb just kind of pulled her inside and like, look, you are going to go home if you're not careful. Like, I'm not going to have a choice. Right now, I'm taking you under my wing. We're going to try to fix this. And I'd like to work with you going forward because I know that you're probably feeling alone out here. And it's really one of the things that, like, for me, makes Caleb such a good player. I think he's, so far, at least to me, I think Caleb's been the best player on the season so far. Um, he's the most well-rounded. Um, and we'll I'll get to him later. But, you know, that was a big watershed moment. So then we move into episode three, which, as Jeremy mentioned earlier, we did miss that. Sorry, guys. Um uh, we missed talking about it, not watching it. Um, so in episode three, you get to see, one, that arc kind of reach, not necessarily a peak, but like the next milestone, which was, well, frankly, Jeremy, it was one of the shocking things that we, like, we've seen recently in Survivor, where we thought Sabaya had such a strong foothold on the game, and she looked like the next, you know omer or something like somebody that could run the game um and instead she gets voted out in favor of emily like emily was the other person that could have gone home and everybody kind of looked around and was like you know emily's not as bad as she's made it out to be, as, as we've kind of made it out to be uh no actually it was caleb right so they were going to vote caleb out she was trying so Bob was trying to make a big move too early Instead of going after Emily, because I think everybody kind of looked around and was like, yeah, Emily's not the, the target here. Like, the target should be Caleb or Sabaya, because those are the two that actually have a shot to win the game. Well, it, it, it was just, it was, she was a victim of the small tribe. Yeah. Because there were only four people left in that tribe, because Hannah had quit, and uh, Brandon had gotten voted out. So it was just Sabaya, Caleb, Emily, and Sean, and... Emily, by herself, decided, you know what? Sabaya is the move here. Sabaya's turning on Caleb. Caleb's my only ally. And I don't want to let him go yet. Um, and I th- I think we need to take Sabaya out. And Sabaya was so confident. She got too confident too early that she told Emily about her idol. She told Emily she had the wax thing and she was going to put it in the fire. And... I think what costs Sabaya, we're kind of melding some takeaways here. What costs Sabaya, and I think you pointed this out, um, is when Sabaya put that wax in the fire, mm-hmm. it made it click for Kate that if she was with me and Sean and she was voting Emily out, she wouldn't need to melt that wax tonight. 
She wouldn't need her vote. She wouldn't need her vote. She wouldn't need to. She wouldn't need that idol so badly tonight, and she wouldn't need her vote back if she was with us. And at the same time that Caleb is realizing this red flag, Sabaya gets into the uh, gets the into the voting booth, figures out that like she can have her idol last longer, and she has the realization that Caleb had in the reverse in the reverse way. She goes, well, Sean voting for Caleb, then I'm just going to vote out. Uh, I'm not going to vote at all because I've already got it two to one. And I'm going to let my my idol simmer a little while and I get to keep it till the merge. Caleb goes home because I don't need to vote. So she has the exact same realization that Caleb had, but obviously in the reverse direction. So she ends up not voting. Emily, at this point, has now played this thing correctly as you could possibly play it without even really knowing that it wasn't still going to end up as a 2-2, right? Because at this point, when they actually vote, Emily's got to be sitting there going, well, dang, she's got her idol. She's got her vote back. Like, this is going to be 2-2. Two two. My best hope is that we, as that I just tell her, hey, I'll go to Rocks for, for Caleb. And if I go home, I go home. But then all hell breaks loose for lack of a better term. But well, it really you, just shows the growth of Emily, in my opinion. Well, your bet at that point is surely, because at that point, Sean is running the risk of being one of the only ones who can go home, right? Yeah. Because if it is tied and it's to Sabaya to Sean, if Sean doesn't, or it's to Sabaya to Emily, if Sean doesn't flip, he and Caleb go to rocks, right? Yep. Because then Sabaya and Emily become immune. Mm-hmm. And so... It would be Sabaya and Caleb, right? No, it would be Sean and Caleb. No, no, no. Well, but the two votes were going on Sabaya and two votes were going on Caleb. Right. So it so would be, be Emily would It would be Emily versus Sean at rocks. Right. And and you have to think Sean's not going to go to rocks for Sabaya, right? Not not when it not when it's just such a no brainer that you go, yeah, I'll work with you guys, you know? All right, yeah, sure. Well, we'll because be I think the the math starts mathing for everybody. They're like, well, tribes like worst case scenario, I end up on a tribe with these three, these two, but I get two new people anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. Like, yeah, that's fine. And even if tribes guys. don't swap. And they let you go down to two the way they did with the green tribe in 41. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we, we thought, well, they have to go to a tribe swap, right? And they didn't. They didn't, yeah. They let it go down to Jeannie, Card, and Shan in that tribe. Even if they do that, that's better than going to rocks in a 50-50 draw. Right. Um, you, you, just don't want to, you just don't want those odds. Um, so, I really... I, it was just so well played by Emily. And then right. the art for me, the, the takeaway I wanted to have um, going into the episode four is that Emily, you know, we talked about the arc and, and everybody, including people like Tyson and, and winners have said that, you know, winning in survivor and, and doing well in survivor requires some luck. Mm-hmm. And Emily in that tribe swap got the luckiest she could have gotten 
Mm-hmm. Because both of the other two, uh, Caleb got mixed into a new Lulu with four people from the Blue Tribe. It was uh, Bruce and... Katara. Katara and Kelly and Jake. And then Sean got mixed into the the Red Tribe with Jemaya, uh, which, which is Reba, with Jemaya, Sifu, um, D and Julie, and who and Julie, and but which both of those, yeah, uh, you can be on the bottom, and you can you can be somebody that if there's if there are cracks in the tribe, like we've like we saw in both of those cases, you can be like somebody who they try to pull in to make something happen that they couldn't have made happen otherwise. But you could also just be somebody that if those like if 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 you just get unlucky and you got Drew, Austin, D, and Julie, they look at you and go, "Yeah, you're gone." Right. There's no. There is no crack in that alliance. There's there, no, there's no crack, and you have no way of knowing. Right. Versus like I mean, in this particular case, like there was a crack with seafood. Right. The girls, and then there was a crack on the other tribe with Bruce and Katara, um, where like. It seemed pretty obvious, like that Caleb is going to have his choice. Yeah, which way he wants to play it, he can go with the guys, or he can go with Katara, and he probably, you know, he can figure out a way to either get Bruce out or get Katara out. Because I think that's where this is headed. Yeah, like I think we're headed to Katara either loses her game because she's so obsessed with Bruce, which I think is the outcome for what Me it's too. worth. Me too. Uh, that we've talked about that a lot on this podcast about getting that tunnel vision about locking in on somebody and especially in this case there's no real reason bruce never targeted katura this isn't um like jam jam we saw a few times last season get get tunnel vision on a particular person because that person targeted him this is katura just doesn't particularly enjoy bruce and i think it's going to cost her yeah but we see emily in the best possible because blue is also a tribe that there was a if Katura and Bruce just aren't on that tribe together, the rest of that blue tribe would have been would have been very happy to just vote Caleb out. Yeah. Um, but Emily lands in the perfect position because she got two from the red, two from the blue. Nobody has gone home from either of those tribes. Both tribes come into that with no thought. All Emily has to do is not be a jerk. That's all she has to do. The only way that she can get voted out from that group is if she is just obnoxious. But because she was, I mean, as critical as we were in episode one, we I don't know that we've ever seen anybody as self-aware as she has been since then. Yeah, no, Jeremy, the the the, the moment that it really hit me in this episode, she gathers them around and explains why Sabaya went home. And she does it in a way... She says, you know, we got off to a pretty rocky start. Um, Sabaya started to try to target Caleb. It cost her her game. Um, you know, like I said, like we, we got off on the wrong foot. Since then, I've learned a lot about myself. I've changed some things. This is really is a fresh start for me. I'm very happy to be here. She also recognizes that, like, hey, I'm very much in the middle. This is a great situation for me because – the other part of it is she didn't land with like the blue where it's like Bruce and Katara who Katara doesn't really want to work with Bruce anyway. 
Um, she didn't land with like two blues that are, are like completely against each other where like Katara, if Emily goes to Katara and she goes, Hey, I think Bruce should go. All right, sign me up. They're going to be willing to get rid of him there. Um, and then they all just come together as one and they vote out Bruce. In right. this particular case, it feels more like blue and red are very solid. Like she ended up with people that really like each other, especially on the red side where, uh, Drew and Austin, right? Like, that's the red side, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Drew and Austin are like best buds. Like, they have like a final two. They're not, there's no way those two are flipping. Right. And then you've got the other two on the other side. I think it's Brando and... Brando and, uh, gosh, what is her name? Uh, Ke- Kelly? Kendra. Kendra. That's it. The, the bartender. Brando... Brando and Kendra are really close too. Like yeah. they they made a when they were when Brando tried on his buff as a shirt. Yeah. They got really close over that. And so she's kind of ended up in a situation where they're not going to want to turn on each other and they're not going to want to turn on each other. And so like they could come together as a four and just say hey let's get Emily out. But I think they both recognize that like hey we're a power couple. They're a power couple. We really need to weaken because they're because nobody has gone home from either of those tribes. We really need to weaken the other tribe for when we get to the merge. It's pointless to take out Emily. She has no connections. If we bring her into our side, we've gained an ally. But if we yeah. send her home, you've let the other tribes stay strong for when it when we merge. And so I think yeah, you're you're somebody who's big and, and a lot of survivor fans and a lot of survivor players are big on this too about the necessity of going to tribal that if you don't go to tribal, you're in trouble. But if, I, I really think in a season like this, you also don't want to let another tribe get to the merge with all six players. Right. Because at that point it becomes too easy. I mean, you're going to merge at 12 or 11. And if you've got six people, the math math's real good where you yeah. can just, if, if you six can be cohesive, you can just vote out whoever you want. No. Um, Granted, I do think there's more benefit to go to tribal because you get to experience it. And you get to trim away the people, the annoying people, right? So, like, Katara and Bruce are a perfect example. Katara wants Bruce out really bad. Her best shot to get Bruce out was probably in that original six. Um, now she's probably going to have a harder time selling new people on Uncle Brucey. Because they're all just looking for an excuse to get anybody out. And so, Brucey's not really doing anything to them. I think she's maybe more of a target because she's she's the one trying to, like, run things is what they're going to look. Bruce is like, hey, you know, do whatever you want to, kids. Like, I'm just along for the ride. She's, right. want, she's the one wanting to make waves. So, it's going to be tougher. And so... But I, I, but, but I guess what I'm getting at is if you're... Um, Gosh, Drew and Austin, your number one goal is to take out somebody from the original Blue Tribe. Right. You want you want to make it that when you get to the merge, whatever's left of your party of four is as strong as possible. And what you need for that to happen is you know that yellow is fragmented and you know that yellow is down to three. Mm-hmm. 
what you need to do is you is you need to get some of those original blues out. And it's the same thing for the blues. If you're Kelly or if you're Kendra and Brando and you've got your relationship with Kelly and you've got your relationship with Bruce and you've got your relationship with Jake and you've got your relationship with Katura, because the cool thing about that tribe that we talked about is that they've got these three mixed doubles of uh, Kelly and Brando were pretty locked in uh, or no. I think, who was it, Bruce and Kendra maybe, and Brando and uh, Kelly, and then Katura and Jake. But Katura was after Jake for a while. But they all have these little mixed pairs of, uh, no, that's what it was. Katura did not have a mixed pair. Yes. Um, Katura was the one that did not have any relationship with any of the boys, um, really. And so she she was fine. She maybe finds herself on the outside looking in. But the rest of them have those pairs to where if they can take out somebody from the red and add Emily there or Caleb uh, from the from the the new yellow tribe. But they need to take out somebody from that red tribe and they know that. And so Emily is in just such a good position because they have no reason to go after her. No. Um, even if she's the worst one in a challenge, we're starting to get close enough to the merge that they're going to go, eh, having somebody who's not good at puzzles after the merge, it's pretty good, you know? I mean, they um, did, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but they did that with Sean versus Sifu. Like, they didn't care that Sean was going to cost them in, in challenges. Well, Julie cared, but Jemaya and... D didn't care. They're like, we're just going to get Sifu out. Even if we lose again, we'll just send Sean home at that point. Like, it's really not that big a difference. Like, it's just a matter of order at that point. I don't care. If anything, it just builds our character. We build our strength as a, as a trio. Like, there's no downfall for this. And so, earlier in the game, you did have to worry about strength. You don't care about strength anymore. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no point in keeping the tribe strong. The other thing with Emily, though, and I just thought of this as you were talking, about how like you you could bring in her, Caleb or you could bring in her. The thing is, they're kind of a pair. And so, yeah, if you're Austin and Drew, and you've got Julie and D back at your initial initial alliance of four, and you're able to bring in Caleb and Emily, you've got a six again. Whether no matter what happens, if the other tribe takes out your people, so like if Sifu goes home. If, um, who's the other person? There's someone else, um, from the red. Oh, uh, Jay Meyer. Jay Meyer. Yeah, yeah. So if Jay Meyer or Sifu goes home, it doesn't really matter to you because you've already pulled in two additional people. You've already got a yeah. new six. Yeah. And I do wonder, you kind of hit on this. I do wonder if this cast and the way they've been kind of savvy about, um, Oddly enough, Lulu losing all those challenges and has kind of exposed with these small tribes that if you're in a strong two and you're not in danger, you don't really feel beholden to lose challenges or beholden to win challenges, rather. Right. Um, yeah, you've got the, the Flint situation, but especially if you can win a couple early you don't really care about losing one because it's too easy to get get the person you want out. If you have three people on your side, and especially if there are four people on your side, you really don't care if you win. Mm-hmm. 
go go a couple days without Flint. You can take out somebody you 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 want out. Um, especially you know it, it. You don't have to keep people who are good at challenges if they don't bring anything else to the table. And the problem with that is that if you've got somebody who isn't good at challenges, they don't have to bring anything to the table. You know what? I like Emily now, right? But what did she bring to the table those first couple of episodes that would make you want to keep her around? What did she do to earn sticking around? Well, for me, and I said this in the first episode, is that even though I didn't necessarily like her, my thought process was, well, she can't win. That's one, right, that's, right. Like, that's the one thing she brings to the table. She can't win. The other thing she brings to the table, and it was because of how laughably bad that tribe was. It has nothing to do with with her necessarily she was technically like their third strongest person (laughs) right but it was by default and i think what i'm getting at is i don't think it's good for the health of survivor long term if it becomes an established thing that people who cannot win are more valuable than people who help the tribe yes um i I just don't think that's a i don't think it's good for the show and good for the competition if coming on the show and being a miserable human, and I'm not saying that Emily was necessarily that, but like if a ream is allowed to, ki- if, if you're more likely to keep a ream on the island than you are a Jonathan, mm-hmm. I don't think that's good for the health of the show long term. And the fix is simple. You gotta have bigger tribes to start with. Right. I think, I think the show is healthier when at least most seasons, you got nine or ten people on a tribe to start with, and then if you want to if you want to thin it out to um, three tribes of five at, at, at fifteen, you start with twenty, two tribes of ten, and then you thin it out or eighteen, two tribes of nine, and then when you get to fifteen, you thin it out to three tribes of five. That's fine, but I don't think it's good for the show if being someone who can't win keeps you on the island longer than say someone who's very helpful. I don't, I I don't know that that's good for the show. Um, It's been good for this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, This cast has been good for it, but I don't, I just think long-term that's something they probably want to address. Yeah. I think this is the the one time where you kind of look at this and go, I'm kind of glad that Emily was such a burden on the first episode that people realize, Oh, she can't win. Because now she can win, Jeremy, and she looks like a legitimate contender because she's completely changed who she is. Right, (laughs) and that's so rare. I mean, there are so many people that, like, we saw Dave from China be a miserable person for, like, two weeks before they finally kicked him out. Two weeks their time. It was an eternity our time. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, is... Quite frankly, like you said, it is a social experiment on life. Jeremy, there are people that act like that for their entire lives. And, right, and yeah. Go, and, and it's eventually brought to their attention how they act, and they still will act like that for the next 30 or 40 years. Jeremy, she fixed it in two days. It's so refreshing, <laughs> and it's so cool to see. And it, and it was cool to see her get rewarded for that, because I kind of, like, in retrospect, it would have been kind of... um. It would have been dissatisfying if she had done all that work and she genuinely changed herself and then she got 
flexed to a new tribe with Sean. And Sean wasn't somebody who was just going to quit. And instead, she got flexed to a tribe where it was her, Sean, um, two people from blue and one person from red. And Sean went to the two people from blue and said, listen, Emily is a problem. She, we thought she was somebody who couldn't win. She, she's kind of a loose cannon. You don't know what you're going to get from her. But she's really savvy. And she's the one who orchestrated Sabaya going home. I'm willing to work with you guys if you'll help me get Emily out. Like, that would have been super dissatisfying if she had truly made those changes and then went home because of that tribe swap. Right. Um, so I was really glad to see her land in a situation where she wasn't going home. I mean, she, especially once I saw the way, because I did think there was a chance that when she got to a new tribe, she would revert to old tendencies. Because we kind of saw that at the beginning of this episode when spotting that there was a vote missing. Yeah. Oh, in the other episode, in the second episode or third episode. Sorry. No, it was at the beginning of the fourth episode when Sabaya's vote was missing. Yeah, she no, spotted it. It was, the, it was the episode before. Was it? Yeah, because it was episode two. They vote out um, Brandon and Sabaya didn't vote. And Emily, at the beginning of the episode for episode three, the episode that Sabaya ends up going home on. That was episode three? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on four. I'm very confused. Hold on. No, it, it was it was four. I'm pretty sure it was four. I'm it, was the one, it was the episode that Sabaya went home. Because remember, Sabaya's there at Tribal. All right, now at the beginning of the episode. She looks at Sabaya and goes, you didn't have a vote. And Sabaya's like, yeah, I did. And she goes, no, you didn't. There was there was a missing vote. Someone did not have a vote. Jeff, that's right. Jeff only read two votes out. Both of them were for Brandon. They there was a vote for me, and there was two more votes. There should have been a fourth vote because we should have ended up tied. If that's there true. Had been yeah, yeah, one. yeah. And then she turns and like me and you both message each other. I think at the same time we went, shut up, Emily. Please stop. Yeah. You have yeah. clocked it. You've done a great job. You are so aware, but stop being aware. <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 was the big problem for her is being aware of it is fine it's talking about it well, um, talking about it to the person that you think didn't yeah. have the vote it's fine yeah. to go off with Caleb and be like hey I'm pretty sure Sabaya has an advantage because she doesn't have a vote I think yeah. we can target her that's perfectly acceptable right yes that would have been a good way to go but and she caught pretty- in front of her <laughs> Yeah, my, my concern for her was going to be that she was going to get to a new tribe and revert to stuff like that. She was, because it, it's tough. It's tough to change who you are. And if that's who you are, uh, when things get tough, you're going to revert to that. Right. And, and so, especially after we saw the way she came into that new tribe this week, I was really glad that she went to a situation where she does get a fresh start, yeah. where she gets to be. Um, New- she gets to be a new person and, and prove that she can be a new person and work with new people. And she flourished. It was, it was really cool. The other thing I would say, like, if, and I'm going to regret saying this, if she goes home next week, um, I mean, I could be wrong in this. Is she the best or the person with the best odds to make the merch? I think she is. Well, she would have to be. I, it would be tough for Drew and Austin just because of the stuff they have, it would be tough for them to go home. Unless it's um, too cocky about the things that they have. Right. 
she's the she's the least likely to be a target. Yes. Um, I think Drew and Austin are are almost as safe as she is because they have so much. Um, and and I think they would play it. Um, that that I think that I think they're almost as safe as she is, but they will be a target. She won't be a target. Right. And like, there's a chance even if they play all the stuff, something wonky can still happen. Right. Um, with her, I don't think. Even the wonkiest of finishes, I don't know that she would go out. So you pretty much can go ahead and pencil her in for the merge. And we've seen how clever she is, savvy as you've called it. We've seen all that from her. She makes a heck of a potential person to go win the game. Because oh yeah, she can clock things. And in the individual section of the game, I think she may be more likely to not clock it in front of people. Like... Maybe, yeah. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Because I think once it switched to the merge, I think she's a she's smart enough, she's going to go, okay, this is no longer a tribe game. This is an individual game. I've made it past the tribe portion. I'm now in the individual portion. I'm going to take the alliances I have, but all of my thinking needs to be internal and I need to, to navigate my own self now to the end. I've, made, I've, I've used the people I need to use to get here now. How do I capitalize on that? I think she has an excellent shot. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. The tape from first episode of the season where you and I both said she can't win. I'm a believer she can win. Oh, she she has flipped it on her head, on its head. Um, it's it, It's been pretty impressive. You also said you had something about Caleb. Yeah, so if there's anybody else that, you know, you look at and go, well, this person can win the game, it's got to be Caleb. Um, Caleb, I really felt like there are moments in Survivor where you're just like, man, that's a really feel-good moment. When he started hooping, when he was hooping, Jeremy, I felt so good for that guy. Like, he put everything he could into Lulu, and it was – I felt so bad for him on that original trial because it was like he was pushing uphill and nobody was helping helping him do it. Like he was doing it all alone. And so it was really cool to see him actually have help and a, a tribe that was willing to help him. And it was, it was really uh, good to see him make inroads within that tribe. Like he found the two cracks on both sides of this very quickly, which is should be scary for quite literally everyone else in the season. Because he spotted the cracks and found allies very quickly on the new tribe. So he, he can either go with Katora, he can go with Bruce, uh, Bruce and Jake, he can go with Katora. Um, who's the other person on that tribe with them? Kelly. Yes. He and Kelly seemed to hit it off. Like, there was talk of a Bruce, Caleb, Kelly, Jake alliance, the four of them. Um, I think if he wanted to make a Kelly, Jake, Caleb, Jake, Couture alliance, he could do that. Yeah. Um, he was the one I was most worried about with the swap because he got on a tribe with all four blue members, right? He got on a tribe with all four blue members and he's a threat. And he's, he's a threat. an obvious threat. Everybody knows he's a threat. It would have been very simple 
if they lost that challenge, for them to be like, you know, the only value he brings to us, I, I think he's a very good player. I am not saying he is just a physical challenge. No. But if you're one of those other players, you sit back and think, the only value he brings to us is that he keeps us from going to tribal. Well, he didn't do that. We're going to tribal, and we're going to tribal because we didn't win a challenge. He didn't help us win the challenge. Let's just send him home. It would have been very easy for them to do that. And he kind of made it where, now if it's me, if, if, if you're in Caleb's shoes knowing what we know. Now, we also know there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. But knowing what we know, if you're in Caleb's shoes, which direction are you going? Which which alliance do you prefer? I prefer the Bruce Jake Kelly alliance. Absolutely. I, I was I was hoping you'd say that. To me, Couture, what we've seen from her and her character is because it's not just Bruce. If you remember, she right out of the gate was targeting Jake for being an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Right out of the shoot. Just for no reason. Jake's an attorney, even though she's an attorney. Jake's an attorney. We're going to get him out. He's my target. Got to get, got to get him out. And then it switched to we got to get Bruce out because Bruce is annoying. Neither of those things are real smart strategically. It's just she picked a target and she wants everybody to know that's her target. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to work with a player like that. Well, it's it's also like those are the kind of things that you take somebody out for on day one, like Pat being obnoxious and annoying on uh, David versus Goliath. Um, Reem. Like, these are, like, those are the kind of things you look for, like, oh, he's an attorney. When they were thinking of targeting Nick on David versus Goliath, and Pat ends up going home because of his back injury, Nick was up for, because he went looking for idols, and he's an attorney. Those are things you do on, like, day one. Um, so, like, Everybody's just looking for an excuse to vote somebody out, and you don't really have enough information about everybody's gameplay. You don't. Nobody's had a chance to really form alliances, and you're just looking for someone else to be the target who isn't you. Right. The problem, though, Jeremy, she's locked in on those people and has no intention of letting up, even when other people make more sense to go home. It doesn't matter. I don't like Bruce. Bruce is annoying. Like the scene tonight on Survivor or whenever you watch uh, the scene, the scene uh, in this particular episode where they showed her and they kept like doing like cuts away and back in. And it was like, f- like fast forwarding her almost to get to the next Bruce complaint. And then she yes. start another Bruce complaint and they'd move it forward to another Bruce complaint. And she had like 12 of them. And it got to the point where I'm like, bro, I get it. Bruce is probably annoying, but I'm now annoyed with you because of how annoyed you are with Bruce. Yeah, it, it was just a lot to handle. It is. And so if I'm Caleb, I'm looking at it and going, those three are pretty strong. If I bring Emily back into the mix, we've got a strong six. And that's the other beauty for Caleb and Emily is they're both making inroads right now with the four uh, on each side like the blue and the red, that when they come back together, Jeremy, I think I think the two of them can just look at each other and go, okay, here's who I worked with. Here's who you worked with. I mean, we can kind of pick whichever group we want to go with and we just ride it out to the end. 
Like they're going to yeah. be in the middle with with like all of the swing vote power, um, and they they're kind of the perfect pair. And it goes back to a lot of what we've talked about before: is their bond is forged in fire, in that they've they've sent people home together. They have a bond that nobody else out there currently has. Like Austin and Drew have a bond, but a lot of that is Drew told me about his idol. Austin or Austin told me about his idol. Drew told me about his advantage. We're besties, but they haven't had to go to tribal and fight it out in there. Caleb and Emily have that bond is much stronger because of where they've come from. And so when they get to the merge, they're going to, I hope they're going to come back together and recognize that like, Hey, the two of us have done an incredible job of making inroads. Now I think what can happen is Emily can stay with her group of four. Caleb can stay with his group of four. And they navigate like together with their two groups of four, making sure that like neither of them are ever targeted. And they're able to pick off both sides one by one, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think they can sit in the middle. They don't have to let everybody know that they're still working together. They just sit in the middle and ride it out, letting everybody around them fall. And when it gets to a point where it's like Caleb is like the target for his group, well, he just joins up with Emily and they keep they keep riding out on the yeah. other side or vice versa. I'm like you, though. I, I liked seeing that Caleb got to, you know, you hone his skills because you could tell he was good at basketball. And I even asked on Twitter. I asked Sabaya on Twitter uh, on our Twitter account at Blindside Rewind. You should follow us if you don't. Um, I asked Sabaya. Caleb must be actually good at he must have some sort of credentials with basketball. He must have some sort of uh, background because there's been a couple of these challenges that have had an element like that, and his tribe is always content. And this is two completely different tribes have been content to just let him handle it. And she said, "Oh yeah, he's he's big into basketball. That's one of the things we bonded over because Sabaya played basketball at Locust Grove High School up uh, just north of us here in Georgia. Um, so." She confirmed it. Yeah, that's that's something, and I like that when when you see something, and, and we don't get to see it often because we don't just know some of these skills. But it's cool to me. It's different seeing Caleb play basketball, and then there be a basketball element to a challenge. Then that's different than Carson three D printing puzzles to me. Yeah, like like something that you're good in the real world. You know, if there was some. If there was somebody who was legit good at um, Steven, trying to think of- Fishback, Fishbach, yeah, when he's just really it, good at math, yeah, really good at math. That's just a thing he's good at, and and having a couple of those uh, challenges that just played right into his strengths. That's always cool to me, and it was similar with Jonathan. Um, of course, being a you know going on Survivor is there's a huge advantage if you're good in the water. But a part of the reason he was so good in the water, like pulling that boat with everybody in it and all that stuff, is because that's his job. Mm-hmm. He, he handles boat rentals and stuff in um, Gulf Shores, Alabama. That's his job. And so it, that made it cool to me that this isn't just me big, strong, me trained for Survivor. This is for a living. I do this and it played like that has to be such a good feeling mm-hmm. when. Like, I wish we had gotten to see, what was it, Sarah? Was that her name on 41? 
who was like a really good swimmer <laughs> and she got voted out first and they never did a swimming challenge. Yeah. That was a bummer to me. Like, you know, she went on Survivor hoping, you know, waiting for that first swimming challenge when she could really carry her team. She never got that chance. My favorite is uh, when people thought Ozzy could swim better than the Olympian. That was all- Yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth from 39, who was an Olympic swimmer. And there were people arguing with me that Ozzy was a better swimmer than Elizabeth because he's good at Survivor. I'm like, bro, you don't understand. That is not the same. Um, but I, what, a couple of things I did on Twitter, and this is going to segue to, I think, what can be our final takeaway yeah. for the evening. Um, I did a couple of polls. And one poll, there was a scene where, and again, you should follow us at Blindside Rewind. Polls have gotten us a lot of engagement. This one only got us 13 votes. Um, but there was a scene where immediately after the tribe swap, um, all four of the red tribe folks decide to go through Sean's bag to see if he has an idol or anything. And he had this really complicated knot on his bag. And they decided to recreate the knot. Uh, Dee and Julie decided to recreate the knot. And they got one of their bags and like practiced the knot to figure out how he did it so they could tie his bag back. And so my, my, my question was, you decide to go through a fellow castaway's bag, but the knot is complicated. What do you do? The options were recreate the knot, which is what they did. Leave the bag alone, tie it best you can, or leave it open. Um, I was surprised that no one said tie it best you can. Uh, 77% of the voters said they would leave it alone, which is what I would do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not important enough to me to look through somebody's bag that I'm going to recreate the knot. But uh, 77% agree with me. 15% said they would just leave it open, which I think is a funny but, like, kind of a good way to go. Like, if you have the advantage, you know, you're, you are you have the numbers edge. It doesn't matter if he knows you went through his bag. Um, and then 8% said recreate the knot. Where do you lean on that, Justin? Um, so, I think that's the order I would go in for what it's worth. Um, like, it would be, one, I would leave it alone. Yeah. Two would be to leave it open three would be to recreate the knot and whatever four was four was uh just well four was uh yeah. just do it the best you oh, can well then okay so switch that actually so one would be leave it alone two would be to leave it open three would be tight best i can four would be to recreate the knot. i'm gonna be honest with you jeremy i specialize in not putting a lot of effort into things and if I've got the advantage, I'm not recreating a knot. Just not. That's a lot of effort. That you know what I, you know what I'm doing. I'm pulling. This feels very Tyson-esque. You've always said that I would be a Tyson-esque player. I would be someone who would say, "Yeah, you guys should totally do that." Yep. I thought this too. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, "You guys should totally." Yeah, sure. Recreate that knot. I'm not touching it though. I'm not telling them that. I'm not saying I'm not touching it. I'm just gonna. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. That's a good idea. You should. Yeah. Here's my bag. Practice on my bag. And yeah. Oh, that looks really good. Yeah, do that. And then, I mean, I'm not going to talk that much because I'm making it very obvious that I'm not helping. But like, I'm going to encourage them to do it. I am not going to do it. Yep. Um, because then when I tell the story, if I need to tell the story, look, dude, I didn't touch your bag. I know they were doing it. They want to rock the boat. But they, they did go through your bag. So if you had anything in there, I don't know, but they know. Um, that that's that would be my route. The other question, also related to Sean, is 
what would your significant other's reaction be if they found out you willingly left Survivor after leaving them at home for a couple weeks to go be on Survivor? I, there wasn't a great way to word that, yeah. but essentially that's what Sean did. By the time he left, because spoiler alert, you've already seen it, he quit. He basically pulled a Hannah and said, hey, I'm leaving. I, you guys should just vote me out. Um, he might have misread the game and, and tried to save face by not getting voted out. I don't know. Um, but either way, he left. And he said he had realized that his grand adventure was actually at home with his husband and he was going to leave. And I feel, but by that point, he's been gone and we're what? We're three, four tribals in. About so that's eight days. days. About what? ten days, I would think. They're probably eight to ten days on the island. You add in another, what, two weeks that they're down there before? Mm-hmm. So he's been gone to, you know, three, two and a half. Nearly a month. He's been gone almost a month. And if you get home and tell your significant other, hey, I left you and I left our house um, to go do this for Survivor thing. You committed to let me use my vacation time in a way that, you know, this isn't me using vacation time from work for us to do something. This is me using my vacation time to go play Survivor. And I just quit i just left um that was one that we got 39 votes on that one 34 percent said they would leave me (laughs) (laughs) wow i said that i would just be in deep trouble um which is what 28 percent said 28 percent also said that there would be minor disappointment and 10 percent said they would be happy i think my wife would be very upset now granted i have four children so me leaving her without you know without a second set of hands around the house is a bigger deal than if you're, you know, uh, just married or, or dating or um, something like that. If you don't have kids, it's a little bit different. Um, where, where, would, where would your Hannah lie on that? If, if you took the time off to go be on Survivor, you took time away from her, left her at the house to take care of everything at the house, you're going to be on Survivor and you come home, hey, guess what? I, uh, I quit. It would probably range in that minor disappointment to I'd, I'd be in hot water. Uh, I don't know if there's, like, I guess some of it would depend. Like, was my mental health at stake? Like, there would be questions that she would probably yeah. sift through to decide if, like, me coming home was the right call. Now, what I think she would truly be upset about, Jeremy, and this is probably where I would land as well, what she would be upset about is me using her as an excuse to quit. That's yeah. where that's where the problem would actually come in, because she would be like, "Don't use me as an excuse as to why you quit. Like you quit because you wanted to quit and you wanted to come home, and that's fine. Just be honest with yourself why you're quitting, but don't yeah. use our relationship and me because I clearly supported you going out there. If I didn't, I wouldn't have wouldn't have allowed it. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have supported you in the journey to start with. So don't use me as a cop out to say." why you're quitting because then it puts the blame on me and I don't feel like I have any blame in that. Like you're, you're blaming me for why you couldn't stick around and stay out there. And that doesn't feel fair to me. Uh, We have that conversation like once a week about other like simple stuff around the house. It's like, no, I don't think I'm going to play my video games tonight. No, that's not what you want to do. No, don't put that on me, Justin. You don't want to play your video games because you're tired. It has nothing to do with me. You're not going to put the blame on me. You just just say you're tired and go to bed. That's okay. 
And I think it's the exact same thing with this. She would say, don't put the blame on me. I didn't influence that decision. You may have felt that way, but it's, it's stuff for you. Like that's your choice. So I, that's, I think, I don't, I don't know what I mean, she wouldn't leave me. I don't know that she would be happy, but I think she lies somewhere in the middle of that minor disappointment to major disappointment. Yeah, I think on my end, it would be it would be really upset because we've talked about this. Because you, I mean, we've, I, I don't know why I haven't applied for Survivor yet. I, I I think it's something I could do. I think it's something I would be good at. I I I think I would have a chance. But when I've asked my wife, you know, how how would you feel about that? How would you feel about me applying? Because I'm not even going to apply if she's like, I don't want you to do that. And she said, and what she told me was, I think I'd be fine with it because there's a chance you could win a million dollars. Right. Um, and I truly think, you know, if I, if I, I think I'm a fine singer, but I don't think I would win an American Idol. And she also doesn't think I would win American Idol. So if I said, hey, I'm going to leave our family for a couple of weeks because I'm going to go out to L.A. and audition for American Idol, she would tell me, Jeremy, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. I think that's something where you're going to get disappointed and you're going to spend some time away from the family for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think if, if I just if listen, if that was my dream, she would be OK with me chasing it. She would support me chasing it. But she would also be honest. Um, so I think, you know, she agrees with me that this is something that I could do. Mm. Um, but she's only OK with it because there's a carrot at the end that that is life changing money for us at the end. If I can pull that off. Right. If this was just me going on a wilderness adventure for 30 days, she would not support that. And so I think, you know, at this point, if I've left her alone with my children for three weeks and then come home like, yeah, I just decided I was done. Um, why didn't you do that before the game started? Right. Why didn't you do that when we were on day four instead of day 10? Why did you just decide there? And especially when we watched the show and it's pretty obvious that I wasn't in any trouble. Yeah. Um, and I was just reading a little blurb as, as you were talking. Um, this sounds really rude, but like he and I both do this. We both have the same kind of brain. <laughs> like sometimes I have to look away. Like I have to distract myself so I won't interrupt Justin and Justin has to do the same to me. I, um, yeah, I, I was looking at a little blurb where Sean has said that he's been interviewed obviously since, since the show aired and he regrets it because he heard what Jeff said, Jeff did. And Jeff has clarified on, on podcast that, he does ask multiple people at a tribal, and, and uh, Rick Devins confirmed that when you're at tribal, Jeff asks multiple people. So if this is the end of the line, what does this mean to you? You know, what does this adventure mean? And Sean said he, he panicked and he heard that question and thought he was going home and just decided on the fly rather than get voted out. I'm going to let these people, I'm going to let these people vote me out instead of fighting it, and hopefully that will. Um, help them stay stronger and I can go out with some dignity and he regrets it. And I'm glad, I'm glad he regrets it. This is not something, this is twice this season and this is not something I want to become a trend on Survivor. Where, because the one thing Jeff said that he had the biggest problem with Sean's answer was he romanticized quitting yep. is the, is the, is the phrase that Jeff used. He made it sound like it was a dignified, um, you know, choice that he made instead of, what it was which is he quit the game he decided he was going to quit he wasn't going to fight anymore and he asked people to vote him out he engineered his own exit and that's quitting and i don't want that to become a thing that that super fans think that it's a dignified because for some reason at some point uh 
voting correctly every time became a thing. And, like, that became super important that you vote correctly every time. Um, I think it's more important that you vote correctly for you, personally. I don't... I, th- there are lots of people who have voted correctly in that they voted with the majority, and they voted in a way that sunk their own game, and they couldn't win after that. Right. Um, and so... But that's a thing. I don't want this to become a thing that, you know you're a smarter player and, and you, you, you're a more dignified player and a more sophisticated player. If you can determine when you're, when you're going to get voted out. And if you don't have an idol or anything, you just say, I'm quitting. Yep. Now the, what makes me think all of that is just crap is he has a shot in the dark, right? Yep. If you really think you're going home, just play that. Right. So, I don't know why he did it that I way. I just think it's all a cop-out, Jeremy. At the end of the day, I think that it's okay. Like, I would honestly, I would rather somebody just come out and say, and I know I we said this a few weeks ago when Hank went, and I didn't love it then. Like, honestly, I do respect it a little bit more if you just say, yeah, this ain't for me, folks. I'm, on, I'm out. Like, there are levels to it. Like, number one, like, if you quit, like, I, I don't respect it regardless. But I do think there are probably levels to it of, like, trying to romanticize it and try to make it about like, well, I'm quitting for this reason. And also it's because I, I've read the game so perfectly that I, I know I'm about to go home and I'm just going to quit to avoid that part of it. Like to me, that's much worse than just saying, yeah, this ain't for me folks. And it was on like, at least that was on like day two, like quitting 10 days in because you figured out you might be in trouble. Gosh, that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It, it, and I hope he never gets invited back. I would assume no. I, I mean, I, the way Jeff handles quits normally is you're just not allowed to come back. Um, Colton was the obvious exception, and he regretted doing that. I think Colton, at least, the reason they brought him back after his first quit is because it was kind of a medical quit. He could have stayed in the game, but like he begged him to let back because he did say it was a medical reason why he left. And I think Jeff felt like, okay, he's a polarizing figure. He's somebody that if we let him back in the show, he's probably going to draw some ratings. Like, if we're just being honest. I think he looked at Colton, saw that, and thought, you know, there's no way he'll quit again. Like, the first time he said it was a medical quit, I'm like, give him the benefit of the doubt, bring him back. I don't think anybody else will ever get the benefit of the doubt again because of how it went with Colton. I mean, like, if you have a medical evacuation, that's different. But, like, a medical quit where you're just like, stomach hurts, yeah, I don't feel good, I got to go home. He's not going to give you that benefit of the doubt again. Yeah, because I it just, I, I don't like the way Sean did it. I don't like the way he justified it. I don't, I don't like any of it. it it's just, it's disrespectful to the game. Um, it's disrespectful to people at the home that applied and didn't get on. And that, like, we spent 90 minutes watching an episode that truthfully didn't matter. Yeah, that too. Uh, and and, and those, people that, the, those people in that tribe that busted up alliances and, and you know, D had D exposed that she was targeting Sifu. I mean, you could argue that was foolish. Um, but she exposed that she was targeting Sifu. And for what? Right. You know, so that... So that I mean... Sean could, um, if she risked her own game so that Sean could, mm, you know what? I, I don't like the way this is going. I'm just going to quit. 
I, I, honestly, the, the only good thing that came out of this episode, Jeremy, like, uh, or in terms of like the end or whatever, got to be Sifu's face and him going, <laughs> who voted Sifu? <laughs> like, that is top tier. Like, him talking in third person, who voted Sifu? That impeccable survivor moment. But at the same time, like, I think we would have gotten that anyway when he got voted out. Like, that would have been a lot cooler. Not, I mean, no offense to Sifu. I'm glad he's still in the game because I do at least think Sifu wants to be there, unlike Sean. Um, so I'm glad it worked out the way it worked out because I'd rather watch Sifu on my screen for another week than watch Sean on my screen for another week. But at the same time, man, can you imagine Sifu gets voted out tonight and he goes, who voted Sifu out? <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. So, so we'll move on. Um, best and worst edit? Yeah, who, who was your best edit? Uh, Lulu minus Sean. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the pair, the duo, Emily and Caleb. Um, I thought like those three were in the most danger coming into the episode with the tribe swap because they really like you mentioned like they could have got on a tribe with like the four most the closest blues and the four closest reds and that would have just been it they were gone uh or you know whatever however it shaken out they could have ended in a situation where they have no hope and they go home instead i think they've landed in a spot where they're going to come to the merge probably with two allies of their own themselves together and then two allies on the other side so they could realistically ride the middle to the end and have a final two and it's similar we talked about those those bonds that are forged in fire we've got the you know tyson jerv monica fishbach uh, and jt like you have all these people that have navigated to the end because they went to travel so often I think these two could be the next in line for that. Similar to like Adam and uh, David Wright, I think we're really close in that regard. I mean, there's a lot of folks that like they went to tribal a lot. Spencer and uh, uh, Tosh. Tosh. I mean, we've we've seen this quite often that they that, that those kind of like um, natural pairs, like you don't expect them. They're they just kind of come out of nowhere. Those. Um, those bonds that are just very, uh, I'm, there's a word that I'm looking for, and I've lost organic. organic. I love that. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, those organic bonds like that are so hard to find sometimes in Survivor. And when you find it, and like, especially for Emily, because it did flip the switch for her on kind of how she's going to be able to play the game the rest of the way. I just think that those two, the edit they got here at this episode shows not only do I think they're going to be major players going into the merge, I think they are two people that if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say they're most likely to get to final six. Yeah. I, I think that's the smart play is one of those. And you took both of them. Sorry. But I like to, both, no, no, no. I, I like that you took both of them because we've talked a lot about them and, but I think they're the right pick, but I think let's, let's pull a little under the radar and let's talk about Kelly. Hmm. Kelly is somebody I liked before the season. Uh, she's the one. She's COVID-19 nurse. Um, she has multiple times the production crew has gone out of their way to show us that she's working with everybody. She went on the original tribe. 
she was working with both the guys and the girls. She she was, but she was doing it in a way she wasn't being nefarious about it, and she wasn't really leading the charge. She just recognized that, yeah, I mean, if the girls want to work together and vote out Bruce, that's all right. But also, I'm working with Bruce and uh, Jay. I'm working with the guys, and mostly Bruce and Brando, um, because I just want to keep my options open. And now she gets in this new tribe, and she's kind of working with everybody. She's not against working with Katura, but she's also got her um, feelers out with Bruce and Jake, and she also has, is building a bond with Caleb. And I think... We may be seeing you know, one thing we've seen a couple of times. Forty-one comes to mind, where the pre-merge was all about um, the alliance of the black players and and Shan in particular, and her alliance with her card and all this stuff, and and the the duel between um, Liana and Xander. All of that was the same season, right? Yes. Yeah. So all of those were the big stories. Meanwhile, Erica was just. The only thing we heard about her was that Blue Tribe wanted her out. Um, and Kelly is a step above that. They, they're showing us her, her game, but she's not the feature. And I wonder if maybe we're seeing all this because, you know, Emily gets to the merge and she's gone. Or she get, they get to the merge, Caleb gets voted out, she has to scramble, she makes a mistake, she's gone. Uh you know, we're seeing a lot from Bruce and Katura. Maybe that comes to the head in a way that Katura goes first, but then everybody kind of realizes, yeah, Bruce is kind of a lot, and he goes home next. Um, you know, maybe we're seeing all these storylines, and then they fizzle out, and in the end, we're left with Kelly was building bonds this whole time, and she was able to do what Caleb was able to do with a lower profile, and she's the body type that those post-merge individual immunity challenges really kind of fit her. She's a lot of strength in a small package, kind of like Monica. So I just wonder. Um, I think she got a sneaky good at it. She continues to get a sneaky good at it. Agreed. Yeah, I like her a lot. I thought I thought it was a good edit for her. I think it was very subtle, too. Like, we, we really only saw her a couple times, but every time we saw her, she got a little nugget in there that sounded good. Um, specifically, she's like, I'm really glad that I decided to go half and half because now I've ended up on a tribe where I feel really good about it because I ended up with the guys, if I'd ended up with the girls, I'd have been good there too. Like I just, I feel really, very well insulated. And, and, um, she's, she's, she's kind of quiet about it too. Mm-hmm. She's not, um, she's not flashy about it. She just kind of keeps it low key. Um, it's like Alec Gabler, but without the, like he, his through a lot of like antics, like, I think he he showed you a lot over here, but he was actually doing stuff over here to win. Yeah, she's just her low, key. She's low key. I like it. Now, our worst dad, I mean, we can just say it on three. One, two, three, oh. Sean, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it. And I don't have a lot else to say about him, Jeremy. He was just, I'm, quite frankly, I'm sad he didn't pull this. Well, I mean, I'm glad that. I'm glad we got to see the Sabaya blind side because I think it was a great move, especially by Emily and Caleb. But I kind of wish Sean had quit so Sabaya could have stayed in the game because I would have enjoyed watching Sabaya continue to play the game. Cause of the- yeah, and, and, and that would disappoint me. I mean, Sabaya, from her social media activities, she supports Sean, but I would be livid if I was her. Yeah. 
I, I would not support this. That like I had to go home when you could have just quit last time. Right. Well, and here's the other thing too. He had spent all that time with them, and and, and or with her, and obviously was probably feeling some similar feelings of like there are other people out here that want it more than I do. Uh, he could have decided them. Instead, he waits an extra day, spends literally a day or two with these new people, and it's like, yeah, all four of these people just want it more. I'm gonna let them have it. I'm out of here. Um, and, th- and that's and that's what lets me know it's crap. That's what that's lets it. me know it was it, it was all manufactured nonsense because if he was going to pull that, he could have pulled it the day before. Right. And, and instead of um, but then he was safe. He had his buddies. He had he had Sabaya and he he thought he had Caleb and he he thought he had built these relationships. And then one blindside and, and, a, and a tribe swap is all it takes to make him say. You know what? I don't have this game figured out as, as much as I thought I did, and I don't want to try to figure it out. I'm just gonna go home. So, it's also, boo on him. Also, like that yellow tribe. Like, if we, if we really take a step back now, Brandon didn't quit, and I'll give it to him. He didn't quit. He was real close, Jeremy. Real close. Yeah. Uh, kudos to him for sticking it out and just getting voted out the old-fashioned way. But Lord, the casting for those three. How yeah. did you let those three get on the show? On the same tribe. But then you almost wonder is... Were they is, feeding off of each other? Yeah. Was it an infection? You know, it was... It was First, it was... Brandon was the first one to kind of have the... This is terrible. I'm, I'm, I have this... All this reflux and my anxiety feeding my reflux. We talked about that cycle. And then Hannah was like, you know what? I kind of want a cigarette. And then she actually quits. He wasn't going to quit. He was just going to whine. You know, we all do that. Yeah. Um, we all whine about our job and talk about quitting our job. And then we don't do it because, okay, we need the money. Um, so I think it was kind of one of those things. And he he thought that's what they were doing. You could see it on his face. He thought that's what they were doing. Well, we're actually going to quit. And then she quit. Um, and then he gets voted out. But Sean listens to all that. And he sees, like, just how easy it was to just stand up and walk out. Um, and... And so I wonder if it was just an infection, but, uh, yeah. So, but just, uh, yeah, just overall, just, uh, I, I mean, I hate that we had to watch like, at least with the brain tribe, Jeremy, it was a beautiful train wreck. You know, when we we're talking about yeah. from Kagiyan, that was just a beautiful train wreck of just bad players. Right. Yeah. So this was people that just didn't want to be there. And that's the, like, I don't mind a tribe being comically bad. I dislike when we have a tribe of people that just don't want to be there. And at least with Brandon, like I said, I'm not going to lump him in with the other two. I do think that his whining <laughs> probably fed what the other two were feeling. But I don't want to lump him in as a quitter by any means. No, um, he didn't quit. And And honestly, that's where that to me is where I respect it a lot more and feels more like something that like if I were to actually go out there and try, I'm probably going to want I'm probably not enjoying myself. It's why I won't go out there. Um, but I wouldn't want to quit because again, I know I've taken a spot away from somebody like you or Rick or somebody that genuinely not only wants to be there, but belongs on the Island and can actually win. I do think that if I were to get in better shape, 
learn to swim, do all that stuff, I could probably go out there and win. Uh, and maybe I will. Maybe that, that is something that I'll dedicate myself to doing in the next couple years is I just go all out to try to get ready to go on Survivor. That could Breaking happen. news, Justin Baxley is going to get in shape and go on Survivor. We heard it here first. He's committing to it. He's going to do it. The, like, that's what it would take, though. Like, I would have to – I would have Just to, ignore it. Just, he just blew right past it. I blew it. No, but Jeremy, seriously, that would be what it would take for me to go out. Right. Is I right. would have to change my entire lifestyle and what I'm doing right now and completely change everything about it and put all that work for two years, dedicate myself to it. And if, I, if I'm going to put in two years of work to get there, I'm not going to quit. I just won't. Right. Like, as miserable as I may go and be out there. Some of it is also mindset. Like, I know that I don't know that my mental health-wise, if I can do enough to be able to go out there. Like, physically, I can probably fix myself to go out. Don't know mentally if I'm cut out for... 30 days potentially or whatever it is now um 26 days well, i don't I, I forget however how many days they go now um i don't know mentally that like being away from people for that long and not being like i'm i'm a i'm a very emotional person so like the trust side of things and having all that broken like some of that's just i don't know that i could handle those aspects of the game i think there are things i'll be very good at during the game you know, those are some of the things that I know that I would struggle with. And I just don't know that it's smart for me to go out there and put myself out there on live television. Well, not necessarily on live television, but you know what I mean? On television to be picked apart. I don't know that I can handle that side of it either. Yeah. And I, so to me, like there, there's, there's just so many reasons for me not to go out there. The number one reason I, I want to go is just because I'm a super fan. But that's not fair to the super fans that want to go who are actually cut out for the show. So that when I go on the show, I end up quitting, and then I've I've cost those people a spot, and we don't know how many more seasons of, of Survivor there there's going to be. We there is probably a finite number of spots left in the game of Survivor. Yeah. We don't know what that number is. It may be you know there may be a hundred more players of Survivor. There may be two hundred, three hundred, but at some point, Survivor is going to stop. And man, wouldn't it really suck if I took away a spot from somebody and they never got to go? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, do you remember what our winner picks were? I, I, I think Sabaya was one of mine, and she's Sabaya obviously one of yours. I think Caleb was one of mine. I couldn't tell you who my other one was off the top of my head. I really don't know. Maybe Austin. Austin was my other one. There we go. Yeah, and I think was my other one Kelly. I think it was. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with Kelly. I assume you're sticking with yours because yeah. those are really good ones. Yeah, I'm going to stick with mine. But, but Emily's on the radar. Emily's on the radar. I didn't think I'd yeah. say that, but Emily is on the radar. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I really like this season. What about you? Yeah, it's a great season so far. I think this is probably a tick up from the, the last few seasons, really. I mean, especially the Al Gabler season. Um, I prefer this one to that one already. Um, yeah, I just I think we're we're off to a much better start. Like it's not like they're letting them play, and I think that's important. And I think it's important that they got the ninety minute episodes because I think if we were on sixty minute episodes and a quarter of the episode was tribal council, and it was a tribal council that two of the four episodes had ended with somebody quitting, I'd be. Um, I, I don't think we would be as positive on this season. Yeah, no, you're. But but 
but the 90 minute episodes have allowed them to tell a lot more story that in turn made it more palatable when, because they gave us more. The problem with those, the, those 60 minute episodes is m- most of the episode had to be dedicated to whatever tribe was going to tribal council. Mm-hmm. And so if you had you know, 30 minutes of the show dedicated to this new red tribe, and then none of that mattered because Sean quit, that's a waste of an episode. But instead we got to see what was going on with those other tribes because they had 90 minutes to tell the story. It's just not a waste because now we know that the Katura Bruce thing is still going and it's festering and Kelly is, is manning all sides. And over there on the new blue tribe, Drew and Austin are, are, are working with, with uh, Emily and Emily's also working with the other two. And, and so uh, with, with Brando and Kendra and we've gotten to see all of the storylines. So it's not a waste of an episode, even though Sean quit the 90 minute episodes have been crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I hope they stick to this for a long time. Um, Cause I, I personally, I prefer it. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, I've enjoyed talking about it and we'll get back at it next week. Absolutely.